Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. Yeah. This is, of course, the Fizzle Show, a podcast for indie business builders. What's an indie business builder? I don't know. You tell me. No, seriously, though. An independent uh, business builder, someone who's trying to earn a living on the side, working on building their thing, whether it's whether it's on the side or whether it's their full-time gig, this podcast is for you because we all do that for a living and literally created a business to help people who do that. This is the podcast called The Fizzle Show. You're in the right place. If you run your own business or you want to. Every Friday, we publish another conversation about the art and science of supporting yourself, doing something you care about. Your hosts are Barrett Brooks. He's the head of growth here at Fizzle, and that's going to be important here in a little bit. Steph Crowder, our director of member success. Corbett Barr, our experienced and fearless CEO. And me, Chase Reeves, the heart and chutzpah creative director. Of Fizzle. I don't direct much, but I am creative. We run Fizzle.co. It's a website full of training to help you build a business that you're proud of and that supports you. And uh, we have an offer for Fizzle or for Fizzle Show listeners, for podcast listeners here. If you go to Fizzle.co slash try five, you're going to get five weeks for free. That's something that we only offer to you guys as listeners of the show because uh, we just think if you can put up with us here, you can definitely put up with us there. All right, on today's episode, listen, we all want to grow our thing. And we all need to do a bunch of work in order to do it. And note here, by thing there, I'm definitely referring to your product or sales of your product or to your blog or podcast or your business in general, something like that. Growing your new business is not a new thing, all right? It's an ancient game called get more people to know about my thing and buy stuff from me. (laughs) But most of us don't realize there are two kinds of growth. And understanding the difference between the two will help you figure out what you should work on to grow your thing, right? We'll walk you through the two kinds of growth and help you make actual decisions on your business. There's even a good bit in here, uh, some secret some secret info towards the second half, all right? How you think about growing your business can lead to burnout. And so let's nip that in the bud and help your business flourish. Enjoy. Follow along at home at fizzleshow.co slash 134. I'll be back after this conversation to fill in any gaps. You know what? This you know what that is. This episode <laughs> is brought to you by La Croix. La Croix, and as I drink, when I'm feeling particularly uh, worn out, you know I, what I do is I put on my scarf, I walk down to the cafe, I say on La Croix. Bonjour. Wouldn't that be the best sponsor ever? <laughs> it would be the best sponsor be the best. ever. She's so darn refreshing. This is brought to you by Arizona Drinks. Makers of the famous Lacra energy drink. <laughs> it's just bubbles. That's Explain all. Explain to me how that was better than the Comcast ad. I don't understand. <laughs> it's a spirit. It's uh, a spirit, Barrett. In case you're just tuning in, Barrett's um, recalling his worst joke ever. I don't know why he's bringing it up because it was really, really bad. WJE. <laughs> From a couple of episodes ago. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Speaking of worst joke ever... Today, we're going to talk about growth. I don't know. I was just looking oh, for a... Come on. <laughs> what am I, a Brooks? Uh, listen, listen, we just got off the uh, uh, a team meeting, and we were talking all... A doozy. All it was a two-hour team meeting. Yeah, it, it, no. it blew up in our face. It basically, no. I, I, gotta, I think I need to take a shower. But um, it's kind of like when you go to the, the beach and like, why is there sand in my butt crack? I didn't even... Yeah. It's like, how does that even happen? Yep, you have shame everywhere right now. Well, Gro- growth shame. Yeah. It's when you sit in front of the little waves that wash the sand up. <laughs> it's <Wait>. not that confusing. 
I guess we'll have to clear that another time because I'm confused <laughs> just thinking about it. Uh, listen, we were we were having this big meeting talking about our the growth of our company. We're in this big push right now uh, for this this whole Q4 trying to grow more. And I don't know if you've ever tried to grow something, but it's it's difficult to do. It's not it's not it doesn't just present itself to you. Um, it doesn't just happen by itself. So uh, we've been actively coming up with strategies and thinking through ways that we can grow. And, uh, and and it's still just as challenging when you already are a, a, you know, when you already have traction as it is when you don't have traction. It's still, it's, it feels the same, right? Wouldn't you say, Corbett? Uh, I'm sorry, I, I ruined the pause bar. <laughs> you just start snickering? I was so happy it was happening. <laughs> it feels the same when you have traction as when you don't have traction? Is that what you said? No, uh, listen, I, now you're putting words in my mouth. No, you are putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I want to turn it into like a Senate hearing or something. No, meaning Wait, like I don't get to say a word. You when you step over me the whole time, it, it it's, that only happens if it's a woman behind the microphone. By the way, yeah. If it's Hillary, I think it's only Hillary. Uh, not just Hen- Janet Yellen or uh, who is the woman from Planned Parenthood? They really gave it, it to her. Too. That, oof, that's bad. You don't want you don't yeah. want that to happen. So regardless uh, of of how it feels, it doesn't feel good when you're trying to grow a thing and you're not seeing the numbers do the do the stuff they're supposed to, mm. right? Because I think we're trained that more, 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 more is better 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 and by all i mean really when you're especially when you're starting out let alone when you're i mean i think fizzle is still kind of starting out that's what it looks like to stay alive is to increase growth well i don't know and it's it's kind of like uh if you have like a running routine Mm -hmm. you just need to hit that extra mile one Mm -hmm. time to keep it interesting once in a while or something right or if you travel you have to go to a new country once in a while to make it fun so we set goals for ourselves to keep ourselves engaged in the business. And also, yep. um, because there are other things that we want to do that growth enables. It's not growth for its own sake. Yeah. It's growth because we believe we could make a better product if uh, we had revenue to hire some additional people. Sure, yeah. Basically. So all of this to say, we just got off of a growth meeting and our topic for today was already what we're going to talk about today. I don't know if you know this, but there are two main kinds of growth. Yeah, I know it. So oh, you, Corbett, sorry, sorry, Corbett knows you, it. You weren't talking to me. Never Corbett mind. knows it. Uh, no, I was actually asking the team individually, each one of you at one at a time. So Corbett, do does, you know it, Barrett? Do you? Do you, you? Know I'm not sure. Barrett, Chase. get closer want, to your mic. Barrett. I want you to teach me about growth, Chase. That's what I want you to do. Okay, interesting. And then uh-huh. Steph, did you know that there are two kinds of growth? I I have no idea how many kinds of growth there are, but I really hope you're going to tell us. Well, it depends on if it's changing size and if there's hair growing out of it. <laughs> yeah. And there's the an acronym for that. Probably. <laughs> location, yeah. coloring. Color. <laughs> I don't support this. I do not support this. <laughs> We're talking about moles, Barrett. <laughs> if you came for a failure of malignant melanoma was fairly common, you'd know a lot about this sort of thing. <sighs> I do, and I am. So, um, <clears throat> listen, there are two kinds of growth. I, I, the reason why I'm bringing this up, why I think this is so fascinating, is because I had no idea. When we were starting off doing doing fizzle stuff, I had no idea. Then we got this big push to grow, and I started learning from you, Corbett, all about how there are literally two different kinds of growth, and most of us don't know that, and most of us are actually pursuing the wrong kind of growth. What do I mean by wrong there? Well, let's start by talking about the two different kinds of growth. Okay. Um, what, what I'm talking about is the difference between sustainable growth and unsustainable growth. Okay, I've built it up enough. I'm trying to be a good writer. <laughs> there was, yeah, it was a little bit of hype there. It was, it was. I'm the hype man. Yeah. Hey, do you know who's coming on stage next? Who? Growth. Unsustainable or sustainable? <laughs> That's funny. You should ask. 
so the, the when we think about growth, I, I'm doing a, a presentation next week on the on the pod cruise. I don't know if you know about this, but if you're a podcaster, uh, there's a cruise just for you that John Lee Dumas and a handful of other people have put together. I, can't, I think it's podcruise.com, or if you uh, search for podcruise, it'll it'll come up, uh, and, or podcast cruise. And so I'm speaking there, and I'm actually the MC. It should be a lot of fun. But what uh, I'm speaking on is how to grow your podcast. So in our roadmap, we have this whole stage just on growing your thing. Can we take a second to talk about where that comes in the roadmap? Do you think that'd be valuable for the people? Sure, Chase. Yeah. Hey, where does growth come in the roadmap? Well, Barrett, you wrote it. And then I had to rewrite it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's all still your stuff. Why don't you tell us there, Tiger? Uh, it comes in, it's phase three. Growth starts phase three, which uh-huh. is after you are ramen profitable or making a minimum viable income. Which Rom is, prof. Yeah, rom prof. Yeah, just like that. and uh, Or RP, as you would usually say. Mm-hmm. And that is when you're making enough money to pay your basic bills. Uh, but not so much that you're rich. So you can kind of go full-time on your thing, and now you have to focus on how do we grow this into something that can support my full family and make us wealthy. Got it. So you've built a thing. You now have something that you can draw people towards, and now you've got to try to learn how to get more people to that thing because 12 people isn't enough. That's right. Right? So um, now when, when we immediately think about growth, I think most of us think about like, oh, you know what I could do? I could go get featured on Entrepreneur on Fire, or I could go get featured on uh, some blog or something like that. I could go get like some place that has a bunch of people. Yeah, I could write a guest post for someone or... Yep, I could write a guest post. I could do all this stuff. Well, guess what category that all falls into is actually unsustainable growth. That's all stuff that leads to a big jump and then it doesn't lead to a long, a a bunch, like a continued amount of growth, right? Yeah. So one of what's become our goal here fizzle this this year basically was how do we create that sustainable engine of growth or was it an engine of sustainable growth six of one half a dozen of another the idea is when you do that stuff and you get this unsustainable growth it's going to grow your thing you're going to get a lot of people to your thing but it's kind of a one-shot deal so uh, I feel like we could we can share what we did with Entrepreneur on Fire recently, right? We had a we had a week where uh, John worked with us, interviewed uh, interviewed a bunch of fizzlers for a week, and uh, us as well, and had a special promotion going just for Entrepreneur on Fire listeners, and we got an explosive amount. A bunch of people came to fizzle from that sort of promotional partnership. Yes, which falls strongly in the unsustainable growth thing. Yeah, or or one-off growth. One-off growth. It's like one-off growth tactics. Yeah, because we were looking at it this month, and this month we've gotten three. So that's a very popular show, and and all of this past 30 days, it's led to three people. Whereas in the month that it came out... It led to hundreds. It led to hundreds of people, right? Right. So it's a great example of this kind of uh, one-off or unsustainable growth things. Now, those things are, are really valuable. They've been really valuable to our business. Partnerships with John Lee Dumas, Pat Flynn, others, that it's just like, those have been re- like the perfect little one-off things. But you got to have that sustainable growth as well. And so what's the, what, what, what would you say, Corbett, as, a, as an example of sustainable growth for us? So... Um... Sustainable growth for us are things that are repeatable, things that you invest in and then they continue to pay off month over month. And the the reason we're focused on sustainable growth 
is partly just for peace of mind. Because when you do these unsustainable things, it's great to get that bump for a month or so. But then after that's over, you're kind of back to where you were before. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, that was fun. Yeah, you've got a hundred more people now, but... You got a little shot of adrenaline, Mm -hmm. uh, but now you're like, okay, what do we do next? The alternative to that is sustainable growth, which means things that are repeatable that you invest in once and they continue to pay off month after month after month. And hopefully that leads to consistency in your growth Mm -hmm. so that, you know, in January, you're uh, above where you were in December and February, you're above where you were in January and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of this like... Right now, because we've focused for a long time on these one-off events where we get featured somewhere, we tend to take two steps forward and then one step back. Right, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is which is fine, and and yeah. you can grow a business both ways. We're just looking to see if there are ways that we can create things that are more consistent. Yeah, well, and I, you know, it also depends on what kind of business you're running. You know, sustainable growth is a lot more important for us, where we have to win people's business every month than for someone that's. You know, they make a one-time sale to you and a dollar is a dollar is a dollar. You know, you, you do want to see consistent growth in those businesses too, but it's even more crucial where you're counting on this consistency of customers coming and then staying with you in the business over time like we do with the membership model. Yeah, especially when when you have um, yeah, a recurring membership model or right. whatever because you're losing a certain number of people every month, so you have to continue to add more people month after right. month after month. Now, if if you're selling something one-off, you still have the same issue with revenue, though, because you'll see right. like this huge bump one month, and then the next month your revenue goes back yeah. down, yeah, yeah, and it can be kind of disheartening. So you're looking for ways to right. consistently get more people in the door month. And that's after that month. whole like feast famine idea that you yeah. always hear about with entrepreneurship is if you do this unsustainable stuff, you end up with this huge peak of revenue one month, and then the next month it's back to earning nothing, and it can really play with your emotions and it can make yeah. it hard to plan and the budget. business out and to budget. Well, yeah. And even in personal life, if you're drawing income off of this, you know, if you're a sole proprietorship, it can be easy to spend mon- more money when you're making more money. And then you get to the, the point where you're not making as much and it's much more stressful if you've done it that way. Yep. Yeah. I think that, that, that emotional play that you just mentioned to me, that's always the big thing, right? I remember that, like you've heard me rant and rave about it on the podcast here, looking at podcast stats for our show, trying to grow our show is really a difficult thing because some like the first uh I don't know however many months we were launching a brand new show to a really big existing audience and so it just kept going like every every week there was more people listening to it we were also on iTunes new and noteworthy number one business show for a while there and it's like what kept going kept going kept going um and then you kind of hit that plateau and and so I mean we have gone up like from the I guess from how long have we been doing this now? We've got 100 and, 130 something episodes. Yeah, so years. about two years. First eight weeks, explosive, like month over month growth. Yep. New and noteworthy, going, 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 going. Probably took another little while after that to get to the like seven to eight to 10,000 kind of thing. Yep. And we've kind of just slowly kind of grown a little bit from there. Yeah. You know, and, and it sucks because we changed providers from Libsyn to SoundCloud. All the stats kind of reset. And SoundCloud counts their stats a lot differently, a lot yeah. lower than Libsyn did. So um, <clears throat> it's just interesting to see that, uh, like for me, I'm I feel like I'm throwing my soul up against a brick wall, trying to gr- trying to do stuff that grows the show. Yeah, come up with the good subjects for the for the each episode, headlines, all this stuff, and it's still just like a little bit of growth, a little bit of growth, right? Yeah, and and we talked about this a little bit earlier. This is kind of just a general life philosophy about 
whether you care about the outcome or the yeah. things that you do to influence the outcome because yeah. you can't control the outcome. Yeah. So really all you can do is break down whatever, you know, high level goal you have into actions that you can actually take. Yeah. And you get to decide if those actions are going to be things that are um, unsustainable and, and will lead to lumpy growth or if they're sustainable and will lead to consistent growth. It reminds me of, of uh, 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 Adventure Time. There's like the lumpy princess. <laughs> She's just like a cloud person, with like just lumpy princess. I think I can't remember, but she's amazing. <laughs> I have zero clue. What Holy crap! Right by now. the way, did you guys see Inside Out, the Pixar movie? Not yet. Nope. Mm-mm. We've talked about this uh, with me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I I saw it on the plane. I heard Steph make an mm sound. Was that, yeah? Did, did you see it? That was a nah, not yet. Nah, nah, It's good. You guys, everybody should watch it. It's better if you get to watch it with like a six-year-old, but either way, you're probably going to be just weeping and crying, and you're probably going to enjoy it. It's great. I'll just borrow usually, a six-year-old. Yeah, I usually look for things that would just make me weep and the, cry. And- the concept of the movie is that it's basically it's about it's about the characters inside this little girl's head as she's growing up. The first one starts with joy, but then like fear comes in and sadness, and then like so these are all characters that are actually in the control room, and I think there would be a character in there for scared to death about the growth of my thing <laughs> if it was about an independent entrepreneur because this this fear uh about it, number one it not growing right it's visceral it when you try a lot of stuff and then, and then things numbers either keep going down or just stay the same it's visceral not only so that there's actually it's a while before the fear sets in for me normally it starts with like frustration anger sort of like whatever you go through all the seven stages of denial or, or of, of of grief um but that coming to terms with the the challenge of growing a thing is why I wanted to bring this topic up because the difference between sustainable and unsustainable growth, just knowing the difference between them is already a little bit of, of am- ammunition that you have against that like fear, uncertainty, and doubt when you're growing a thing because you're like, oh, I partnered with this person. I did this thing and I shot up and then I came right back down to, yep. to right. nothing. Do you know what I mean? And now you think that there's something wrong with you or your business and it's never going to work or something like that. When like, no, 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 no. That's called unsustainable growth that's that's literally a category of growth mm-hmm. and and then you have to ask yourself what are the things that you can do to grow your sustainable growth so my question for you corbis since you've dealt with this for longer than any of us is like what is is there like a right balance of both of these i mean do first of all do i have to use do i have to use both of these can i just use unsustainable growth one partnership to the next to the next to the next to the next and the next yeah, I think so. I mean, you could. So let's say your growth strategy is to be a guest on bigger podcasts. Um, you could do that. And um, you eventually, I think, would probably hit a wall where you've been on every podcast or you just can't get on any others. Right. And then the question is, what do I do next? Yeah. Right. Um, sustainable growth tactics can also have a ceiling as well. It's just that before you get to that ceiling, it's going to be more of a consistent thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Ideas for sustainable growth, things that we've tried or things that we're planning to try. Um, one thing that we found to be fairly sustainable for us is content marketing in general. Yeah. So unsustainable growth can come from viral content. You put out a piece of content and it happens to get really big and you get this big bump of interest, but then the next month it kind of goes away. So that's unsustainable from content. But a, a well-designed content marketing program where you're publishing things on a regular basis mm-hmm. and um, you're aiming for... Uh, search traffic and for things that can be repeatedly shared, then that can lead to more sustainable growth. And we've seen that 
one of the biggest sources of growth for us continues to be content mm-hmm. um, because we've been at it for five or six years. Content and, meaning our blog posts and our podcasts. That's yeah, right. Yep. And the cool thing is things that we wrote five, six years ago, sometimes we're still bringing in traffic today. Mm-hmm. So that's an example of something that's very sustainable um, because we put the effort in six years ago and it continues to pay off today. Mm-hmm. So uh, another example of sustainable growth would be advertising, um, paid advertising. This only applies if you can get it to be cash flow positive and um, if you have deep enough pockets to make it work. But if you can tap into a really big audience, Facebook has, what, a billion people mm-hmm. um, on it, then you can design something that is fairly sustainable. The more money you put into it, the more people you're going to get to sign right. up for your thing yeah. until you hit that ceiling, which we probably won't hit anytime soon because it's so big. So to be clear on that, like when, when we talk about cash flow positive and having deep enough pockets, what that means is that if you put in $1,000 to advertising this month, there's going to be a period of time it takes those people who come to your site or buy your thing to actually create money for you. Yeah. So like in a case like Fizzle, where we charge $35 a month and there's only a percentage of people who stay around, we have to do calculations about how long is it going to take us to earn $1,000 back from the customers we get? Mm-hmm. And can we afford to have that cash out of the business for that long? Right. And that and that's a disadvantage of our model, right? right? Because our lifetime value gets spread over many months right. from a customer. Whereas I was talking with Grant Baldwin, um, a friend of the show, who does a lot of Facebook advertising. He's spending tens of thousands of dollars a month there, but his payback period is less than a month long. So literally he gets revenue from people before he has to pay the bill that right. Facebook sends him for the yeah. advertising, yeah. which means that you can just spin that cash flow as fast as you can get new customers. Mm-hmm. And as long as you have the guts to to do all that advertising yeah. to pay for it. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. So another type of sustainable advertise or sustainable um, growth could come from member referrals as well, because the more members you add to the system, if there's some number of those people who are going to refer new members, that ends up being sustainable. It just, you know, continues to add on as you grow. That's a nice one. So the idea with one like that is, you know, you don't just send one email today asking everyone who's bought your product to refer a friend. You might set up an automated email through your email service provider, through a tool like Intercom that we use that says, you know, Three months after someone brought my or bought my product, always send them an email that says, hey, if you love the product, do you know a friend who loved it also? And so now it's more of a timely thing where it's always happening. Every yeah. day you're sending an email yeah. instead of one day sending 10,000 or whatever. Yeah, same thing. For example, we have um, uh, alumni, right? We've been around for a while. We have people who have signed up for Fizzle and then they have left. Um some of them may be listening to this right now. Hello, if you're there, we just, it's just not, it's not that we like, it's not that we, I mean, we miss you, right? I mean, it's not like you need us and it's not like we need you, but it's just that there's a lot of things going on, you know, especially since you've left. I mean, we've released the, the roadmap, which was very good. We crafted a roadmap out of a single piece of aluminium and now you can just slide right down it. It's absolutely, it's, it's really a game changer. So, Hey there, alumni. Um, we uh, so we have alumni, and um, we could reach out to them. Once. Should I just do all of our pitches as like a Johnny Ive? I don't know. We should ask people. Now the thing about the watch strap is it comes with a physical so membership. The question about doing a pitch like that is: Do they even realize it's a pitch, or are they just like getting that fuzzly, tingly feeling on their head? That's it's just like ASMR. that. Like yeah, that ASMR. one. This is ASMR. I think. 
Okay, okay. Okay. Sorry, I just shout, I shouted in the mic because I was so close to it. But Barrett is literally, he's like bending backwards and going, oh my God. <laughs> I knew that I knew that it made some people Ste- tingle. I didn't know it made them take their pants off. Uh, yeah, Ste- oh, Steph man. has no idea what just happened. No. <laughs> you can only oh, imagine God. what's Holy really going crap. on over there. I'm going to send Barrett little private uh, like phone <laughs> no, messages. Don't do just that. going like, what are you doing? Uh... <laughs> Okay, keep going, Bear, or Corbett, or which one are so, you? <laughs> so if another example of a sustainable versus unsustainable growth tactic would be for alumni, we could reach out with a one-time email saying, hey, we miss you, you should come back. Or we could figure out a way to automate that so yeah. that after people have been gone for X months, then we have a way to get back in yep. touch with them. Yep, totally. So there are choices you get to make here in a lot of these cases where you could say, I could do this as a one-off thing, or I could build it in so that it's repeatable. Um, and doesn't cost as much to repeat it, which is which is pretty cool. The attractiveness of the one-off thing is you get this huge swell of interest right away, and it feels mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, um, that's kind of how, what Barrett was doing over there—just a huge swell that felt really good. Yeah, the unsustainable stuff, uh, or the 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 things that are sustainable, they might take a little while to build up, but then over time you'll start to see that consistency. And grow. this isn't this like <clears throat> isn't this like a fundamentally spiritual kind of question? Like the difference yeah. between like you can grow a lot right now. But it's not gonna. It's not yeah. gonna last very and, long. And there is no right answer. I, I hope we haven't positioned this yep. as unsustainable as like a bad. thing. Oh, I'm gonna position this in whatever way is gonna get us the most growth over yeah. time. Good, good call. <laughs> good. Um, it's sort of like, well, should I charge up front for my product or should I charge for it a little bit every month? You yeah. Know? There are pros and cons to both. Neither is like uh, panacea. Oh. Um, Whoa. Is you, that the thing like right between your? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That played so perfectly. I'm so glad. Uh, I'm so glad uh, it played perfectly. Steph, Steph, what are you hearing over there? Aside from the lewd, yeah, the lewd don't jokes. Don't refer to anything that just. Don't refer I to any part it. of the conversation that's taken place so far. Yeah. Um, no, I've I've heard a lot, but I think one thing just to tack on to what Corbett was just saying about you know there's not necessarily unsustainable is not necessarily bad and there's not necessarily one that's better than the other. I'm kind of thinking of examples of how these two can go together really well. Like I'll use my background here for a second. So thinking about being part of Groupon, right, which is one of the fastest growing companies in history. Definitely saw a thing or two about growth being part of that companies, you know, being built. And I think that I have examples of, of things that were happening that were unsustainable and sustainable at the same time. So for example, Groupon was investing a lot of money into buying um, a lot of advertising space to, to increase the email list so that they could continue to send out more and more deals and expand their subscriber base at an incredible rate. So they were absolutely paying for that, which would be sustainable. However, there were a, a huge number of unsustainable things. Like for example, in the early days, I remember there was this one deal where the gap was on Groupon across the country and it crashed the website and it was completely ridiculous. And that was like the type of thing that only happened once in five years. But Mm. in terms of the publicity that Groupon got from that, it was unbelievable. So Mm. sometimes when you combine both of those things, that's where you can get really the explosive growth. So you have sustainable kind of working in the background and then the flashes of unsustainable that are really press worthy that really help accentuate it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, what's interesting to me is I'm thinking about it. Okay. We have all these archetypes. Uh, there's 10 archetypes in the, in that we've sort of identified as, as different kinds of businesses that you can build, which is almost like a different kind of revenue model, but it's more than just revenue model. Um, and so, Barrett, you always talk about like three really popular uh, archetypes for our crew as yep. which ones? Uh, the maker. Well, <clears throat> let's go in order of popularity. It's probably the teacher. Mm-hmm. So people kind of 
teaching what they know through an ebook or course or whatever, a digital product of some kind. Uh, the freelancer who sells services, time for money, basically. And then the maker, people making physical products. Those are the three most common that I think we see at Fizzle, at least. And so from your idea for like that, for example, that teacher one, like yep. what's an example of, of for someone out there, like I think of, of a Fizzler who, who wrote a, an ebook on illustration, yep. right? How to draw more realistically lifelike stuff. What would be like an example in your head, uh, but like for both sustainable and unsustainable kind of growth tactics for sure. that? All right. So let's say that um, sustainable might be you have capacity to write blog posts twice a week on your blog. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, you publish every week without fail. Mm -hmm. And you know that if you pursue that strategy over time, you reach a point where you're bringing in 50,000 visitors a month or 20,000 visitors a month, let's say, to your website. And of those people who come to your website, 20 or 200, you don't know, become customers, right? So, you know, there's some percentage of people. So that yeah. kind of gets you to a baseline of what that amount of effort will create for your business, right? So that could be a sustainable uh, way to grow where over time your traffic will grow as search engines pick up your content and yada, yada. And you might reach a plateau eventually, like Corbett said, and then you would have to try something new. Just to clarify, you said content, blogging, however often you can about a thing. And it's that kind of like, you do a little bit of work, it provides a little bit of results, but it's totally sustained. You can keep doing this over time. Right. 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 And Maybe then you can grow two or 3% a month. Yeah. Um, so like you get three new, three extra new customers per month, month one, you get 20 and month two, you get 22 and month three, you get 25 and it grows over time. Yeah. Right. Uh, an unsustainable project might be like, teaming up with AppSumo to do a deal on your book where it's 33% mm -hmm. off or 50% off for three days. And you're going to get 500 customers from that and get this big chunk of cash today. Yeah. And that's going to be really cool and feel good. And there's going to be all this buzz. And then that buzz will, will drop off over time. And 30 days later, you will see no traffic from buzz or AppSumo and you'll see no, um, customers coming in from that deal anymore because yeah. it's over and it's done and people don't even notice it anymore. Mm -hmm. And so then you've got to get back to the real work of what's sustainable and what's going to continue to sustain the business over time. So that's yeah. kind of the big difference there. And they can work together because maybe some of those people become email subscribers. And so now it compounds the ability to grow in the future. And so you can see how you have, like what's been curious to me, uh, and I just something that I learned a lot about watching this year is, is us realizing the difference between these two kinds of growth and actively pursuing both. Not right. that there's some like perfect balance of either, because as yeah. Corbett mentioned, you could totally do all unsustainable growth, mm -hmm. all these one-off big hits. Yeah. And you can you could set up in a year, think about it, if you if you could set up eight of those, or even, uh, yeah, just like one every two months or something like that, right? Yep. Then you could potentially survive through the year, depending on what kind of thing you're selling. Totally. And, and the way we've been deciding which of these projects to do is we just assign... Uh, we, we make a big list of all the projects that we can think of, both sustainable and unsustainable. Then we essentially assign them a combination of effort and potential reward. Yeah. And we rank them. How much effort is this going to take? And we just kind of, you know, do ballparks. And then we think, how many potential members could this bring in over a certain period of time? We add the two together and we see which ones are so the can lowest we effort. Let's talk about that really quick. Reward. Let's do this. I, want, I, don't, I don't even want to. I don't even want to write about it on the post about this. I don't want anybody to know about that we're sharing about this, except for the people who are listening to it at you know whatever minute thirty that mm -hmm. we are in right now. I want to share because because I'm writing up this talk on this, so it's fresh in my mind. Um, so what we did recently was we came up with this is this is a great way to think about 
um, how to grow. This is like literally the process for growing your thing that takes you out of like the emotion and the scariness of just shoot taking shots in the dark and actually pew, helps pew, you. Pew. Pew, pew, pew. Somebody watched Star Wars recently. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, oh man, I'm going to do this while I'm talking. I'm going to pull this up and then I'm going to put it on because it's so amazing. So, what I want to actually, you know what? It's right here. It's right here. At your fingertips. <laughs> That's my son last night in bed. <laughs> I started there recording you it. You, oh, it's the cutest. You indoctrinated. Oh my goodness. I'm so I'm so pleased about how it went. So this is what we did recently. The first step is to think up a bunch. Well, actually, the first step is really to think of a goal. You have to have a milestone to head towards, okay? Um, I like this. We actually, oddly enough, we're not taking our own advice on this right now because we have so many projects going on. Our single goal is to complete all the projects right. <laughs> that we have on the list. But you want to look at any of your metrics. Pick one that's important to you. Your metrics matter. The metrics are what you measure and what you measure matters. That's a little thing I put together. Just, Ooh, that was a chaseism. Um, that's actually a Josh Shipism. I'm trying to Josh Ship what I say. Uh, I see. So you come up with a metric, right? It might have to do with revenue. It might have to do with profit. It might have to do with email uh, subscribers. It might have to do with traffic. It might have to do with number of Facebook fans or something like that. Pick one that you think is important and, and, and say, I want to increase my blog uh, traffic by 10% in three months. Well, and our, and our big goal yeah. is to achieve consistent month over month growth. Yeah. So that each month grows a little bit than the month before. Yeah. A little bit more. Exactly. So uh, so for yourself, think about like a some sort of, now don't think about like, I want to go from, think about like grow, don't say, I want to grow email subscribers. Say, I want to grow my email list by 4% in two months. Like nice, timely, actionable thing, right? Then you come up with a huge list of ideas that can potentially help you do that. Just a big old list of them. Doesn't matter how many they are. Go for like 20 to 50 of them. Yep. A bunch of them. Okay. And as you're making these, you want them to be sort of specific as, as you can sort of in, but don't, but don't limit yourself. Don't edit too hard. You don't want judge them. To be them. smart goals? No. So oh. that's your milestone. Oh, darn. Your milestone, you want it to be smart, but I'll, <sighs> I'll spare you that one. Uh, then, then what we're going to do is you're going to make this spreadsheet right now. I'm going to talk you through it. If you're in Fizzle, you can just go download it in the roadmap which is free to try out. I don't understand why you're listening to this and not just taking the roadmap growth course. I mean, it's easier and faster to do it there. But you wanted some free content, so here you go. You're going to get top brain stuff from me. Nice. Um, <laughs> again, you can go to fizzle.co slash try five. You can try the roadmap for totally for free. This is the growth stage. This is parts from the growth stage of the roadmap, which you can find clearly on the dashboard. Um, so... You make this huge list of things in a spreadsheet. Then the column, you're going to set up a few columns. And now you mentioned before, Corbett, you talked so, about impact. Yeah, so hold on. You're going to make yeah. a huge list of ideas, ideas that can influence the top line goal that you're you're aiming for. Yep. And the first place to look is always what has worked in the past. Yeah. If yeah. this is an existing business, then what we do is we sit down and look through our stats mm -hmm. and um, try to identify different uh, channels and tactics that have led That's to growth good. in the past. Yeah. And then we say, could we increase that somehow? Right. Yep. And then you brainstorm, then you read books like Traction, you listen to this podcast, and you just come up with ideas for growth if that's what your milestone is. I'm just making a note of that. 
uh, first place you just said the first place to look is what's worked in the past. Yeah, that's good. That's a good little uh, uh, thing. As I'm talking and typing at the same time. Okay, sorry. I apologize. I respect you much more than than what that makes makes it look like and now i'm just making it worse i'm talking about it why wouldn't i just stop talking and just move on to mm. the thing okay so you've got this huge list of guesses um that are going to help you reach your goal you can start that list by looking at your metrics on what what worked in the past and then you also can just brainstorm and come up with crazy things if you're trying to grow a podcast go like you know what if i met someone that controls like the homepage of itunes then and i got featured there like that'd be a really big thing totally. doesn't matter D- just put it in there add everything in there yep because then we're going to evaluate them Okay, now uh, let me pull up my notes from my talk here, and I'll, I'll show you. I've kind of shaped, shifted these things around here. So the first column is likelihood. Okay, how likely are is it that that you'll be able to do this single goal? Like for example, meeting the person who runs the iTunes homepage thing, then it's like not very likely, right? That's right? like what we talked about last week. It's like, oh, someday Barry's going to call me up and he's going to invite me to go on Oprah's show yeah, with him. Exactly. Yeah. So like another great one is like being on Oprah would would be amazing. It's also really, really not likely. Yeah. So you give you're going to add you're going to judge these one through five. You're going to give them a, a little thing. One, it's never going to happen. It's almost never going to happen. Five, it's like totally possible that this could happen. Yeah. Send a tweet. One of your ideas might be like send a tweet with an infographic picture. That is very likely to happen be, yeah. if you have an infographic. It's in your control. Yeah, it's yeah. totally in, in your control. So that's likelihood. The next column is impact, okay? How much of an impact is this idea going to make towards if it's goal. successful towards that milestone yeah. that you... With this that, one, it's really helpful to establish like actual brackets. So for yeah. us, we established like zero to 25 is low impact and 25 to 100 customers. Oh, yeah. Meaning, is how, meaning how many customers. Right, so right, yep. so if it's if your goal is related to email That's subscribers, true, yeah. then you would say, how many email subscribers do I believe this action might lead to? Yeah. And come up with whatever those brackets are. And that so was that, like a really big helpful thing for us. Remember when we were talk, sitting around talking through these, we would say something that was like, oh yeah, that would be a good one. That would be helpful. And then we'd go, well, how many people would it actually re- yeah, right. realistically yeah. get us then it's like oh maybe we would only get 10 customers from it so it's not yep. very high on the impact scale yep. okay so that's impact uh one to five you're going to give it a score on that column one no impact at five a ton of impact mm-hmm. yep then speed okay how fast can you complete this experiment all right one i cannot complete it fast at all five i can it's done in like two seconds let me just do it really really quick yep. right uh, then number four, interest. How personally interested are you in this thing? Mm-hmm. I think that's like a hidden, that's like a secret power. I think that's an unfair advantage. It's a business booster. When you're actually interested about a thing, yeah. you perform better in that well, thing. Well, and, and partly because it's really easy to underestimate the effort. You called it speed. I think yeah. we called it effort before. Like how long is it going to take to get mm-hmm. this thing done? It's easy to underestimate that when it's something that you don't want to do Yeah, because you get stuck in a quagmire, oh, right? Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we'll invade <laughs> Iraq and, uh, <laughs> and and the world will treat us as liberators. All right, so communism, I'm not about it. Let's just get into, into, into Vietnam and just see what, what kind of impact we can make. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Um, okay, so that's interest. How personally interested are you in this? One to five. And then finally, cheapness. <laughs> How much money will it take to execute this? I've been working with the names on some of these because it was what you really want it to be is the name just leads to the question. Yeah. Okay. How cheap is this? Yeah. And one, it, five means very cheap. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
How how quick is this? Five means very quick. So yeah. that can seem confusing because five is like, wait, five's more, but it's cheap. But the thing is, it's desirability yeah. is the higher of score. The cost. Yeah. Yeah. You right. want, you want, yeah. uh, however, and you can set up all the, your own co- uh, columns on this. You can add some that may, that might be totally custom to your business, but you want the higher number to be the right. the be- the best number you can put there. Yeah. So there's five categories, right? So a perfect score would be 25 in this case. Yeah. And that means that it's, uh, really cheap, doesn't take much time. Mm-hmm. You're super interested in it. Yep. It's it, very likely. It's very likely. And it makes has it, a high impact. It has a impact. high impact. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. then now what you've, what you've just made is you've made a decision matrix. This is a simple decision matrix. <laughs> so all, what you're going to do is just add up the totals of each one, sort by, add another column for total, sort by, you know, the highest up top. That is your most that is your best idea on paper. That right. is literally your best guess. That is the difference between you trying to tell, trying to just believe something about the future and make it happen and being able to see on paper like, oh, this is actually something that's definitely worth my time because it, it competes so high. Yeah. Now, one little pro tip for you guys uh, who are still listening and know how to use uh, Excel. We actually added up all four categories except for impact. We multiplied the four categories, not impact, by impact i uh, two things um a i'm impressed that that stuck with you and b <laughs> i'm happy that you brought it up because i was worried there might be some yep. some uh nerds out there yep. who were saying now wait a second impact is pretty important the why reason why so we're multiplying every other score by the impact because the impact is what you're looking for. Yeah. You're not looking be, for something fast. You're not looking for something likely. You're not looking for something. Those are all, those all need to be there. Yeah. They all have to be there. But what you're looking for is impact, something that actually moves that needle. Right. Yep. Okay. So at this point, you've created a spreadsheet. On the left, you have all of these ideas of things that are going to get you towards your milestone. On the right, you have several columns, six columns in total, one for it, likelihood, one for impact, one for speed, one for interest, and one for cheapness. Then you add up all of them, multiply them by impact, and that's your total. That's in the total column. And now you have like a seriously, like you actually have a list that's, that's, ordered for you prioritized of what to do Mm -hmm. yep and And it's objective it's objective it's not objective but it's closer to objective measures and so you can't just like there's no going with your i would say it's as objective as you can possibly get because there's no way for you to tell the future and there's no way for you to know what unless unless you take this like you took those uh cosmo magazine quizzes where you kind of (laughs) know you're manipulating you're manipulating yeah yeah (laughs) i did one recently there's a place called like the flow research academy where they just like research on the state of flow and they have this great like this great little um kind of personality test on like what your state of flow is Mm -hmm. like Mm. and i just found myself like trying so hard not to game the system once i realized like the four different kinds of flow that you can easily get by the four different answers that you're right. that you're giving on each one yeah. i was just like well that I've been answering according to that one, so I should probably, but this one kind of sounds more like me on right. this one. I'm kind of confused now. It's, <laughs> I've ruined things like that. Yeah, you don't want to know the outcome already. No. So but the point is, what y- this does is it takes a lot of, of the subjectivity out of it. The subjectivity is in the ratings. Yeah, because, right? and the subjectivity is, this is where I, I think this is so important because the subjectivity is what what makes you kind of waffle. Like you're going to make, right. a, you're going to start making that list of ideas and you're going to land on one and you're like, oh, that's a good idea. You're going to want to go start working on that right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to stay in the flow and keep making more ideas. Keep going, keep going, keep going. You're going to come back and reevaluate them all later. You'll be surprised what kinds of things you learn when you start evaluating them by these numbers. Then the next step that we 
actually do, and I won't get into the details on, on this one, but we turn each of those uh, those highest goal, those highest rated uh, ideas that will get you to your goal, we turn them into actual experiments. We have a simple little spreadsheet that's uh, that's actually all a part of the same spreadsheet that kind of helps you think through what is your uh, what's your what do you think is going to happen? Right. Like right. What's your hypothesis? Because you, what you've actual... done is you just took guesses. And now you want to turn them, transform them magically into an actual experiment. And that experiment has a timeline. It has your your expected behavior. Then eventually it has your actual behavior. And because what you do is you try this out for however long you think you need to. And then you say, you evaluate it. Is it working? Right. If it's working, keep doing it. If it's kind of, if you think it might need a little bit more time, give it a little bit more time and then come back to it at that point. Then if it's not, you go on to the next one and to the next one. And to the next one, because all these are ideas that could possibly work. All you can know is what you can know. And then all you can do is the work. Yeah. Right. So this is a way for you to say, I'm, there's so many things I could do. What's the best possible thing I could do right now? Well, you just made that list. Right. And now you can get started and you can actually focus on that one thing at a time. And it doesn't have to take a lot of work. It can be like, all right, we're going to try Facebook ads. I'm going to go do this. Uh, this, I'm going to go listen to the Amy Porterfield, uh, uh, founder story within Fizzle. I'm going to get what I need from there. I'm going to go into the forums. I'm going to talk to Claire Pels. I'm going to yada, yada, yada. And now I, can, I know how I feel pretty confident I can go do this thing. Right. right? And, this, and this is how people win, right? Because some people are able to grow an email list of 100,000 people in a year. Most people spin their wheels and have 100 people at the end of the year. Right. Yeah. And the difference between them is that the former focused on the things that have the highest impact right. that they knew were likely and that yeah. they could actually And achieve. sometimes people just luck out and do it. Right. And some people are lucky and they trust their gut and they go with the things that work or yeah. they just kind of are wired for looking for impact. Mm -hmm. Others kind of just wander around and pick something from a hat and they happen to choose the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. But here's what I love about this is if we go back to our conversation last week about trophies, you do start with a trophy in mind, quote unquote. So it's like, I want to make $100,000, right? Or let's say $15,000 a month is mm -hmm. the goal. And then you design experiments or you brainstorm experiments that you think might get you there. But then at the end of it, you're focused on the work, not the goal. Yeah. So you started with the goal in mind to try and design for that. But now you don't get to think about that anymore. All you get to think about is, did I execute on the things that I felt like based on objective appraisal will get me where I'm trying to go? Yeah. And your job is just to go down the list until you get there. Now to bring our conversation back to sustainability yeah. of your efforts, um, you could add sustainability as a factor as a column. in here. The other thing is um, we are right now focused on getting to consistent month over month growth. If we just said, I want to get to X thousand members, then we might tend to do things that yeah. are unsustainable. Uh -huh. So that's why I think our goal right now yeah. is to focus on how do we make it so that in November we have 5% more customers than we had in October. Cause we could have set a membership goal to get to X thousand of members. And then we get there and then we watch as like, as like we don't continue that growth and yeah. it feels pretty crappy. Yeah. And the crazy thing is we could go out and get the junkiest members. We could get a bunch of spam signups yeah. or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like mm -hmm. if you focus on getting 20,000 Twitter followers, you can do that tomorrow by paying $5 to mm -hmm. some guy in India. Yeah. Um, so the, the underlying, you can't just focus on the top line metrics. There have to be some qualifiers, I think as well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah. so what we've talked about is the difference between sustainable and unsustainable growth, just because that is something that, that, that a lot of people don't know the difference between. And in some ways I wanted to set this up or, or for me, what I realize is unsustainable growth is always going to be sexier. Well, let me put it this way. 
big, massive success in a short amount of time, big growth in a short amount of time, it's always going to be sexier. But I'm glad we get to call it unsustainable because it calls it it calls a spade a spade, mm-hmm. right? It is unsustainable growth. And a business kind of, a business that, if you're going to bootstrap your business, if you're going to build something independently, you're going to rely on sustainable growth. You're going to rely on those, kind of what you were talking about, Barrett, the budget being at least something you could kind of count on versus right. like, I guess if we do this big thing, we can try to get another bunch of monies right now to try to afford to do X, Y, and Z versus being able to com- to count on a certain amount of growth that's coming from the kinds of sustainable growth activities. Now, and then we went into this document, this sort of worksheet that you can create, this amazing weighted average decision matrix that'll tell you exactly what your best idea is is on growing your thing and then you can just do that work Mm -hmm. it's amazing what's great about having a milestone of some kind that you get to is it keeps it sort of like a hustle to get to there because goals to me i always fall off the goal bandwagon because i'm not excited about a a growth milestone like Mm -hmm. i'm excited when i hear a story about someone who's had their life change i'm excited when but for a bunch of other stuff but not when like we get to a certain amount of members unless we've been working to get to a certain amount of members or unless we've been working to x y and z and now it's like okay let's celebrate let's pop a bottle of champagne let's go on a trip let's do whatever i don't know what let's waste money and time on one another let's do something fun but setting that milestone can be an important motivator for some people. Yeah. And the right? other thing is like, if you time box it too, if you yeah. say, yeah. okay, I'm going to work in a two week sprint, then you can say, all right, how many of these experiments should I choose for a two week time period? Yeah. And so let's say you start with, I'm going to, I'm going to do three of these over two weeks. Now it's time boxed automatically. And the goal is in these two weeks, I'm going to get these three things done. And then you can evaluate and go back to the drawing board and say, yeah. which are the next ones I'm going to run. Yeah. And only you can know kind of what the time, what the right timeline is for your workflow right but it is good to set yourself a time and we also Mm -hmm. we as a team choose not to live in our spreadsheet and to call into question all of our goals every week or we try not to i think Um, i think it's i as a team (laughs) call everyone else's goals into question Uh, but in order to do that we we look at this we brainstorm and and come up with ideas and look at the spreadsheet and choose a bunch of product projects once a quarter yeah and then at the end of the quarter, we'll look back and see how well we did. And then we'll have the existential conversations yeah. to start off the next mm-hmm. one of standard stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to add, too, I think that having this focus on the milestone that you guys are talking about is so important. And it's also one of the things that I think most people or a lot of people tend to skip or sort of miss. It's yeah. something that I see happening all the time, even just in forum conversations within Fizzle. You'll see, and it's totally natural, but you'll see you know, people who are maybe in the earlier stages of business building, they're looking at every metric under the sun and they're looking at all the wrong things in some cases. Like I have one example in my head of a fizzler who was really beating himself up for having very low open rate for his emails. And that was like all he could think about. And because his open rate wasn't really where he wanted it to be, he figured that everything was all off track. And once we started having a conversation about, you know, what does your open rate even mean to you? Why is that something that you're looking at? Or what is your main goal that you're trying to get to? Does email open rate even relate to that? The answer was no, not really. So I think it's very easy and common to start looking at things that don't really tether back to what that milestone is. And it's very easy to get off track and get down on what's going on in your business. That's right. Because metrics at the end of the day are data and they only become information if they help inform a thing you're trying to get done. And so you can track a million different things in your business. We could drill down until kingdom come on metrics we have access to for the fizzle business. 
But the point is, if you have a project that you're working on, let's say you're trying to increase traffic to your site, now you want to drill down and find out where is traffic coming from today and how might I increase yeah, that. So and that's the only time that matters. Yeah. Listen, man, I could tell you how many light bulbs there are in a house, but I can't tell you if anybody's home, right? That is the difference between data and intelligence. You, you know, what I, you know what I ask myself every time you say something like that is, did you hear someone say that no. at some yeah. point? No, or just, was it just a thing from? you came it's up just, with it, on the fly? There's a difference and between we'll headphones and phones that hear your head. Wow. <laughs> like, okay. Listen, like, there's a difference between input in and input really in, Barrett. And that's mm. what I want. See, you they, to think they, uh, they kind of they lose their impact after a few, but. The first one was pretty don't solid. Make me go, was. Don't make me go harder at this because <laughs> that's what'll happen. I'll just go like, I swear I, can, I swear I can do another one. <laughs> uh, you guys have anything else to add on, on this unsustainable growth? With We had a little treat in there with the spreadsheet. Guys, that is super valuable. This is, is just it, a mental model or like a framework for thinking about growth. It, and it, and it, I think the more frameworks you can use. Absolutely. The roadmap is full the of this. Perspective you we have like five decision matrices in the, in the roadmap. Matrices. Matrices. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I was, I, it made me think of uh, of uh, someone in Downton Abbey, and then I was like, I just got really excited about the fact that I have new episodes of Downton Abbey to watch. And then I was like, I can't wait to watch. This. I was just thinking instead of calling it the Matrix trilogy, we should just call it the Matrices. <laughs> no, we just call it <laughs> oh, Decision nice. Made. <laughs> Stupid. Um, listen, uh, the, the, the decision matrix that we walked through here, it's a part of the roadmap, uh, and we're, I want you, you can put it together for free, uh, here really easily. If you just listen back, take your time, press pause and yeah. stuff like that. Or you can don't join... tell anybody about it. Would you just, just keep it to yourself until someone who's really working hard. We like, listen, here's where it comes from. Then send, then send the thing when, if it's someone you really care about, send them this episode, but don't send it to some, you know, we're, we're I'm just so sick of all these Tom, Dick and Harry's listening to the show. And, and there's like, so, yeah, you know, make sure the person is cool. If you're going to recommend our show. Yeah. Listen, we want to be the cool, we want to be like the, the, the most like humble chutzpah heart, uh, uh, and, and like, just like really good people listened to podcasts in the world. Listen, if you want people to share it, at least use more buzz terms. I'm glad you mentioned that because the thing about a buzz term is it doesn't term until it buzzes. Yeah, see, that's just, he's just using a trying. a device I actually failed him. I did that, <laughs> that because, I, because it sounded like you were kind of doing that. And then I was like, oh, wait, that's just Barrett. <laughs> no, that's just how Barrett talks. Um, anything else you guys want to add on this? Mm. No, I'll wait until the uh, recording's off to say what I have to say to you. Ooh. Huh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say wait for the filibuster period. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I oh, could yeah. use you the could, filibuster You could period. use the filibuster. Ooh. Um, uh, Sick. All right, before I sign off and allow the filibuster to happen, I can't believe that I'm the first one. It makes so much sense, I guess, right? It, it makes, makes so a lot sense. of sense, right? Um, but uh just wanted to say... Did you want to sniff into the microphone anymore? No, I'll, I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Gross. That was really audible. I, feel, I, hope you beep, uh, I hope you beep those. I feel like I should. Like, part of me wants to not just because I know, like, Matt Giovanese would be like, oh, the first, <laughs> gross. The first three, I think, will will fly by. People won't notice too much. But yeah. then that last, that last one, one with the positive thing. You got to beep it. I have been Chase Wardman Reeves. <laughs> uh oh. I've been Corbett Barr. Oh. I can't even do it. So I've been there at Alan Brooks. <laughs> 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 oh.
I've been Steph Crowder. <laughs> and we'll see you there. Or, or we'll see you on another time. That's a pause block and stuff. <laughs> <laughs>bizzleshow.co slash 134 is where you're going to go for show notes and conversation about this episode. If there's any questions that you have, you can go ahead and ask it there. bizzleshow.co slash 134. I'm also, uh, I've also linked to the 10 archetype posts there in the, sh- in the show notes. If you're not familiar with that, definitely read it. You're going to be able to find yourself on that list of archetypes. And of course, you could also try out our nine-stage roadmap for free, as well as all the other courses and the community of entrepreneurs inside of Fizzle. When you go to fizzle.co slash try five, just for you podcast listeners, five weeks free. Again, that's all found at fizzleshow.co slash 134. Here's an iTunes review from Damien Ruiz in Canada who says, Icebreakers. This is a great podcast for anyone who wants to develop a business idea but are being sabotaged by their own thinking. These guys are great at turning big snowball issues into little ice cubes that can be easily crushed. And on top of that, they make it really fun. Well, that is awesome. That is a great iTunes review. Thank you, Damien Ruiz. I, you know, I have another site called Ice to the Brim, where I mostly just collect quotes uh, that, I, that I find when I'm reading. And because ice is very important to me, because you got to have, whenever you make a cocktail, ice always has to be up to the brim. That's something my grandpa taught me. So I am pleased as punch that I am like a nice ice to you. Nice ice. You know, our goal here is to help you make progress on your business every single week. Did you hear that? Our goal is to help you make progress on your business every single week. That's our, that really is our goal. And if you leave us an iTunes review, it can help other entrepreneurs to find this show. So could you please leave us a review? Simply search for the show in the iTunes store and click write a review. And honestly, this is great. We're coming down to like a really big milestone here. We're almost at 500 global reviews. Wherever you are, Please give us a hand to reach 500. I'd love to read your iTunes review on the next show. Okay. Listen, the size of your thing can always be a place for insecurity and fear. All right? It is obviously, for me, when I go to the gym and, you know, there's some old guy sitting there naked and asking if my thing's grown at all, and I have to tell him, a little, we're still working on it. But just so you know, you're not alone. It's hard for all of us to grow our things. And that spreadsheet we walked you through during the show has been like insanely helpful for me and the size of my thing as I figure out how to grow it. So find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.